0: Welcome to Brands Made Meaningful, conversations with the team at Susner about how purposeful branding inspires unity, identity, and powerful change for growth-minded organizations. Tucker, we're back. I mean, we're on a mission
1: today. We are on a mission to talk about missions. The... Favorite conversation. This is one of your favorites. I do enjoy this conversation, just because there's a lot of challenging going on, and I'm a challenger. We had a recent conversation about logos, and I think that was the one I got a little geeked
0: up on, because <laughs> that's my background. <laughs> yeah. You, you as the strategy, I love this. guy. Yeah, this is a, a backbone, or, or definitely a component of the backbone of any brand strategy of any organization strategy
1: in our process, in the way that we look at it. And I think some people might look at it differently. And the way that we look at it, this, uh, a mission statement or a mission, I don't really like to call it mission statements because they're not that long. The mission is a part of this foundation that then guides us as we, as we build out certain things for the master brands for certain companies. We're working right now with a company that's working on their internal brand. So they're recruiting, they're retaining, onboarding things we use this a lot this has a hand in a lot of the ways we start looking at who we are today and how we're working so that we can become greater in the future
0: yeah we we're, we use this with we work we work on companies that are launching products and we look at what the mission of that organization and of what those products are we work with companies that are business to business and professional services so a mission statement yeah. or a mission Seems like a very obvious part of what would be part of that organization. Yeah. Human resources or employment brands is what what they refer to as that internal brand. Um, And we've even having, we're even having conversations with some sports organizations around how
1: that fits within what their overall. Yeah. And the sports being professional sports specifically being a more entertainment based, right? How are we working towards getting the fans what they want? And how does that work? So a lot of things go into this. Tee this up, though. Um, Yeah, so if we're we're talking about missions, we've had a conversation about visions before. So this is kind of in tandem with that. If you haven't listened to that one, it might be helpful to listen to that one first, then come back, because the mission really ladders up. To that vision. So, if we understand a vision, this ideal state or this ideal world that we're trying to create, this mission is really what we're doing today or in the next couple of years to help us actually get to that state.
0: The vision is a picture of where we want to go Mm -hmm. as an organization, and the mission is how it is that we're going to get there.
1: Yeah, in the simplest way of saying it, I think when we get down into writing these or crafting them, we aren't the type of consultants that would come in and write it for you. Our job is to listen and to prod and to challenge and facilitate, to facilitate that conversation. I think a lot of consultants come in and they and they write it for you hey you said this so here's your mission statement thank you very much have a good time this is what you're trying to do i think for us it's it's only works if you believe it 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 comes from you it only works if it's inspirational to you and your organization that's not something that we can create so when we put definitions on it and we'll talk about this later but when we put these definitions on it they're really loose we have a way of getting to the solution Every solution is a little different because of the different types of organizations we deal with and the people. When we have a model that we've put together
0: that we title foundational branding, and there's, there are a handful of components in that, which we're not going to get into all those today. But when you start at the very top, it starts with the purpose of the organization, and then it goes to the vision mm-hmm. of what you just talked about. It's where are we trying to go? and then it gets to the, And then it gets to the mission it's not a perfect, it's a, it's a model. It's not a template. It's not a, yep. a mad lib where you just fill in the blank. Um, because every organization, every organization's goals and purpose is different. Um, so our job isn't like you said, to define any of these components for an organization. It's mm-hmm. to help us draw it out and understand it and then articulate it with them.
1: When we craft these different pieces this purpose vision and mission and then we go down to core values and all these other things but we're not going to get that far but to say the purpose vision and mission we we always start by crafting it that way purpose vision mission i like to read it the other way when we're finished i like to read it from mission vision purpose to say what are we doing If we achieve what we're trying to do, what world is that creating? Who are we now and where do we live? And all this other stuff, that's the vision. And then why do we want to live there? That's that purpose. So if we're talking today about that first step of what are we doing, we think of the the mission as the current task at hand is what we're doing to move us closer to that ideal state and then how we're going to move our customers or society forward from here.
0: So you just said task. And when you say, so task to me is a, a box I can check.
1: Yeah. And we will talk about the three things we look at when we say a, a mission, an ideal mission in our mind does three things. And we'll get into that in a couple minutes here. But when I say task, I really, I, it's, it's like the overall strategy. So I think of the mission as the strategy being used to get the company to where it wants to be. So what are we doing? At a very high level, not it's not like, oh, I need to come to work today. That's not a mission. That's right. That's a ta- that's an actual task, right? But to say, okay, if we're gonna do X, if we're gonna achieve what we want to achieve and get to this ideal state, what do we need to do? So it's a bit of a rally cry. I think so. When we look at creative specifically, I think the most inspirational creative starts coming out of this vision or this mission because when we look at what are we trying to do today who are we what are we really about what are we trying to achieve in a short term that can drive a lot of creative juices the
0: messaging that we write that comes to life in tangible marketing pieces yeah. and the visuals that support that icon symbols pictures the, the mission's st- the language of the mission becomes incredibly inspirational to the creative team executing those, those pieces.
1: Correct. And when we look at that mission, we have clients, customers, people in general ask us, so what, what's the timeline on that? Um, and sometimes we put timelines on those things, but generally we would say that a mission needs to be readdressed every three to five years. Does it need to be changed every three to five years? It needs to be readdressed to say, are we still trying to do that? Is that still our strategy? And maybe it gets tweaked a little bit. Maybe it gets moved around. But it's starting to understand that this mission is a finite thing.
0: But the vision
1: statement's a little bit different. Yeah, the vision is this ideal state. And, and some people would consider that infinite other organizations consider it just extremely long-term like 20 years from now or 15 years from now it depends on your leadership structure mm-hmm. so some organizations find it much more inspirational to have a vision and end state that is 20 years out it's like we're going to get there and i know we're going to get there other people are like that's i don't like how finite that is i like a more infinite moving something that we can constantly look back at it it's like we that is we're always working to do x so that's another defining difference between the vision
0: and the mission and how they work together is the vision is usually a longer term or infinite goal yep and the mission is a it's still inspirational but it's a shorter term finite some there's some sort of measurability to it where you can look at it and say are we doing these things or not
1: and when you say short term, some people think six months, one year. I we've only had a handful of people come back with that's the most inspirational for them. We would consider those milestones. How do we get to? What do we need to do this year to be able to reach what we want to do? Really, that mission is a couple years out. So
0: structurally, I'm jumping ahead. I think in our conversation, Probably. but structurally, structurally, if you think of the vision statement again as this finite goal, so people can see this underneath the vision is the mission of where it is how we're going to get there Mm -hmm. and then potentially underneath that mission might be three milestones that are key performance indicators that might even be this year's milestones
1: that will help us know that we're working towards this three to five to ten year mission Yeah, we call them milestones some people might call them goals just what are this year's goals we use a lot of people's strategic pillars when they come with organizational structure and strategy and how they are as a company, utilizing those pillars to inspire those goals, those short-term goals, which then ladder up to this larger mission. So if we're trying to do something very large, then what are the little things every year that can get us there? One of the,
0: one of the biggest one of well, there's a bunch, but one of the biggest challenges that an organization will run into, and we've just recently experienced this is a team that's been tasked with setting its setting those strategic pillars for the year. yeah, um here are you know your goal for your department are to come up with your the three things that your department's going to do this year to be the most beneficial and the most helpful to our overall organization. Mm-hmm. And this specific organization that we were talking to didn't have a mission to influence and inspire those strategic pillars, that setting, that goal setting session to say, well, we can set goals that are, some of them are, you know, we win, we lose, we make this much money, we make this much profit, Mm -hmm. but it's hard to set those
1: strategic pillars if you don't have that mission statement to guide you. And it really comes from the conversation that those cultures are having internally when they say, hey, we're trying to set these goals, what, what's our end game here? What are we trying to achieve long-term? Is it just to be really profitable? And if so, that wasn't quite inspiring them enough. And I think that there is this idea of inspiration can absolutely drive this, this but it's really hard to say, hey, we're trying to be financially, which financial... financial Success is absolutely important to this, but it can't be the end game. It can't be that final thing is if we're financially done, then we're cool. We're done. We're, we're, we're good. That just doesn't seem to inspire what we've found has not seemed to inspire cultures. That's, it's a too short term of a mindset. It's also, it doesn't really pay off for everyone. Right. If as an organization of hundreds of people or even thousands of people, if we have and if we have a, a goal to make so much money, but at the end of the day, you're not going to see all of that money. You may get a little bump in your pay and that's right. great, but that money means nothing to you. Right. So where what are we doing to be able to say, hey, you're working towards this because here's the bigger thing we're trying to achieve. So that's the bigger goal with this. But the problem with the current state of most missions or what mission statements are out there is that. These are developed internally, which is exactly how they should be, but they're really not handled with the type of need that they, that they require, if that makes sense. So if, if we're saying, today, we're just going to look at what we need to do, we're going to write it down, and we're going to go after it. But really, a mission statement should or a mission should really be crafted with other people in mind. So talking from the bottom up, what are these people doing? Why do they come to work? How are they doing all this stuff to understand that ladder up approach? Because if you're just writing a mission that is to achieve a certain amount of profitability by the year XX, that's not really going to inspire anybody. And it's probably not going to go up anywhere. You're probably never going to use it. It's not inclusive. It's not inclusive to the team. Yeah. and, And it's not aspirational. It's not really something that can drive success. I mean, it's something that's a goal. It's a shooting point. but. I had a, more. An, a
0: person that I worked for, um, well over two decades ago. had some, this great comment to me as I was going out on my own, and he said most people said there's three things that, in that for that employee, there are three things that create an ideal work environment. We just talked about being paid or compensated. First, you need to be paid fairly. You need to feel like you're being compensated fairly to your value. Yeah. Two, you need to be you need to like the people that you work with. So there's a cultural aspect to that. You need to feel like you're part of this team. And the third thing is is you like you need to love what you do. You need to believe and that's where I get a little bit of the mission statement. You need to be on board with what this organization is doing and where it's going and feel like you're part of part of something bigger than just taking home my paycheck.
1: And I think that's more than the mission too. It comes down to the purpose and the vision and all these other things. But when we're talking about the mission specifically, it's really hard to talk about it without connecting it. Right. If you're just writing a mission without thinking of any other avenues of okay well, how does this ladder up or how does this ladder down then you're probably not doing it effectively because it's not really gonna do anything for you you could throw it up on your about us page but it's really not gonna do what it needs to do
0: yeah and you know we we were talking about this before we hit the record button you know one of the one of the problems of having a mission statement that isn't meaningful is nobody even knows that you have one your cut your employees don't know what it is couldn't I'm not saying it has to be uh, memorizable, but mm-hmm. it needs to be memorable. That, you know, any impl- if you have a great mission statement already, then everybody in that organization should be able to, in some way, shape, or form, say, "Well, this is this is what we're doing, and this is what our mission is."
1: Let's get into the three things that a great mission has, and then I think coming back to why a mission statement is so important, or a mission is so important. Yep. So the three things, I'm going to rattle them off really quick, and then we'll talk about each one of them. The three are, one, it has to be aspirational. It has to be big. It has to be hairy and audacious. It has to be something that people go, absolutely, let's get after it. Two, it has to be measurable. It has to be something that we can look at and go, okay, yep, I can count that. I know where I'm going. And then three, it has to ladder up and down. So it has to be connected up to the vision. and It has to be connected down to your strategic pillars. and if we can do those three things then this statement or this just set of words can really make a difference in the way that we're moving forward. Yep. So unpack each of these one aspirational, it's got to be hairy and audacious. Yeah. BHAG.
0: That's uh Jim Collins mm-hmm. from good to great. Um, your big hairy audacious goal. It's aspirational. It's bigger than a milestone. Um, we, we've talked about infinite versus finite and it and it is infinite um uh, it's it's i'm sorry it's finite it's finite
1: yeah
0: um it's like what's the difference between um qualitative and quantitative and my you know getting a little tongue-tied if you're getting stuck on and you're and you're hyper focused on specific short-term goals those are not your mission um so if you think of those as milestones or strategic pillars, or even what we would refer to as critical actions, those goals collectively, if you say, if we are doing all of these things and we achieve all of these things, what's the next level up that's a little bit more aspirational that they will help us achieve? And that laddered up piece is probably closer to your mission.
1: Mm -hmm. When we say people aren't aspirational enough with their missions. It's probably because they're getting stuck on these specific goals, these short-term goals that are these milestones, which then really make it hard to have a clear picture for that future. If we're so focused on what we're doing this next year that we can't see down the road, at least another year or two from now, then you can start seeing where that has problems. If a company runs on EOS or Traction,
0: this you might think of this as the three year picture that aspirational if we are working towards these things for some organizations that might that might help
1: yeah in eos it's a ongoing thing though you reset your three year every year i think with a mission it's more what are we trying to achieve yep let's try to get there and then we can reset it so if one was aspirational two is measurable when when we're looking at A mission and it's not measurable does that mean it's wrong for some organizations no some some companies that we work with lean
0: hyper aspirational almost along the lines of a vision um but like so it might say it might have a number in it like to serve you know 1 billion people well that's huge um depending on what you do to touch a billion people is Mm -hmm massive but the the fact that there's a number in there makes it measurable at some point in time in the future you can look back and say
1: did we hit a billion or not yes or no some people would say is there a timeline on that is there a deadline so if you wanted to serve a billion people are you doing it by a certain day are you doing it by so once we talk to clients that gets a little fuzzy and it really 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 depends and this gets back to when you said it's not a template. This is a, a framework. This is a philosophy really on how to talk about these larger picture things. If it's not a template, then no, if it doesn't inspire you, if it if it almost gives you anxiety to think about a deadline to something so big, and that's not going to help your team, then don't put it in there. Yep. It's as easy as that. So, if ideally it's measurable, let's say instead of a billion, maybe you go for a million. That's a little bit more achievable, and maybe you don't put a deadline on it because you say, "Here, this is what we're working towards." I don't know what the actual. There's, I think, there's a lot less value saying has to be done by this day than just saying let's get it done. Yep, I agree.
0: Some companies will go to that measurability of being the the biggest, the best, yeah. the largest. I'm usually not quite as excited or inspired by you know, those sorts of positioning components um, that come into the mission statement, They're, they are
1: appropriate for some. So let's take that and move on to the third one where it has to ladder up and down. Because to me, being the best is, well, one, being the best isn't actually measurable normally. Pretty vague. The best is an opinion. Being the number one in the market it absolutely is measurable to say, oh, we're market on maybe our market cap's biggest one, or our the percentage of whatever is that's ours. We're we we lead the market in this. Then I would say, okay, how is that laddering up? And what what's the goal? If you hit that, then what is what is this world that you're creating? What is this bigger picture thing that you're doing? And is that is being the best being? having the largest organization really helping you get there or is that just an internal goal that's fulfilling your own ego or your own it's just fueling yourself to say how look how great i am right um when we talk about missions it's easy to think about what we are and how we can be better and what do we need to do but it's it's better if you think about it in terms of if we achieve this what does that mean for other people if we can achieve this mission then what does that mean for everyone else? What does it mean for our customers? What does it mean for society? What does it mean for the world? And does it help anyone else? Because if it doesn't, then that's going to be difficult. So when we ladder it up and down, we got to make sure that we're laddering it for sure up to the vision to say what's this ideal world we're creating. And if the ideal world is just we're the best, then I think there needs to be a little bit of a realignment on what our goals are. So... One, aspirational, two, measurable, and three, it ladders up and down. And if we can do those three generally, and there's a little looseness on that measurability, but to say if we can do those, then we're in a really great spot to inspire the people that work for us. Yep. Finally, let's get into why. Why, why does it matter to have a great mission? What, it, what is the, the goals? If we're trying to have a great mission, then what are we really getting out of this?
0: To me, the, the mission is the cornerstone of your culture. It helps you, the next component that we, we will talk about another time are values, core values and value propositions. And if, if you're looking at the people that you need on your team, having a mission is a great measuring stick to say, well, then what are the, who are the people that we need? If we're going to try to achieve this, if this is our mission. And it starts to define a picture that compels those people that are right fit to work harder, to stay longer, to know that they're included and part of helping this organization work towards and maybe ultimately achieve this mission.
1: We use uh, an analogy, a military analogy, when we talk about this in our workshops with clients. And I'm sure we talked about this in the vision statement or the vision conversation. But when we talk about the military, we look at, and I'm just going to jump straight into, so core values are the type of soldiers we need on our uh, army to be able to win whatever the mission is to win the war. So if the mission is to win the war and the vision is to live in a world after that war, right? So we've won the, we've won the war. This is great. What does that mean? Where are we now? This ideal state that we're sitting in. And then, and then the purpose would be, why do we want to be in that state? What does that state really mean to us and how, how does that help us internally? So if we think of the mission as winning the war, you can start to see how that draws people in. There's, there is something, a rallying cry. There is this idea of if we have this really, really inspirational mission, that's going to rally people up. Whether they're people who don't work for us right now and we're trying to recruit or we're trying to retain and we're trying to get people who already work for us to be really excited about what we're doing. That is a lot easier for people to digest than a vision statement. In yep. my mind, the vision and the purpose are very, very up there. They're very um, ethereal where you're going, okay, well, yeah, we're, we're trying to do this because we're, our purpose is X and if you're not quite at that level let's think of people who are on the front lines the people who are on like hey we're doing production i'm in i'm in the manufacturing, manufacturing. line mm-hmm. if i hear that vision statement and that purpose statement i don't see that every day i'm probably gonna roll my eyes at it because that's way too up there for me too to, vast yeah, way too big but That doesn't mean it's not important. It just means that that mission needs to really connect. With you. With with everyone at the organization. So the mission's purpose is to rally everyone. The vision's purpose is to keep us true on where we're going. And the purpose of the North Star is the North Star. Is, okay, if we're trying to really get somewhere, why why do we even want to do that? How do we guide ourselves? So this mission is incredibly important. To that culture. Like you said, it's the cornerstone of culture. I mean, it rallies the entire team. But it it can't rally them if they don't understand what's going on. And if that is not connecting with them, then it's gonna fall flat. And that's where you get to this piece that ends up just sitting in boardrooms and maybe it goes up on the wall somewhere and people just walk by it because they don't even care. Right. And I think that's where we risk, where we run the risk of wasting time, energy and and finances on trying to figure out what this is, but never actually getting somewhere because we're not doing it right. We're doing it as a template, not as a framework. So people who get into this mission only, that's the other, that's the flip side of this coin. So missions are incredibly helpful for rallying cries, but what happens when an organization has a mission but they don't have anything else. And they're really behind that mission. We talked about a billion people, but maybe it's not a billion people. Maybe it's a million people. Maybe their mission is we're going to serve a million people or a million organizations or something like that. But what happens when we get so hyper-focused on that and then we actually achieve it? Yeah. Now what? Now what do we do?
0: Do we start over? Um, I mean, I'm assuming most organizations have the foresight to have reset that goal along the way, but, we had. I told a story in a previous conversation about you know, one of my favorite golfers of all time. Yeah. his name is David Duval, and he was the number one ranked golfer in the in the world for a long period of time when Tiger Woods was at his peak. And David Duval went out and he won the Open Championship. And I'd have to check my stats on this, but I don't believe that he ever won another tournament ever again um and in interviews with him afterwards they basically said, well what happened you achieved it you reached number 1 you won a mate you are now a major champion you're probably going to be in the hall of fame why didn't that lead to greater success and he said his goal was to win a major championship or yeah. to be a major champion it wasn't it was finite it was so measurable and so finite that he literally clicked, checked that box and he said well i did it and then in hindsight he said My goals weren't big enough. My vision wasn't grand enough to take me past and beyond that
1: specific
0: moment in time.
1: His ideal state was to win once. Correct. And that ideal state ended up biting him in the back because he wasn't quite thinking two steps ahead.
0: So let's keep this. We talk in sports analogies a lot. There's a lot of aspiration and inspiration between sports
1: and business and we do a lot of sports i mean we ha- we work with a lot of sports organizations
0: so that makes it even closer to us yeah you know we taught we were talking about um professional sports which is a little different than college level sports yeah. but professional sports are trying to win right Their their seasons are based on wins and losses uh managers coaches gms coaching staffs they get fired they come and go based on wins and losses but if winning and losing well i think what our conversation was is where does winning and losing or where does like like let's say they win a championship in Mm -hmm. whatever sport that they're in i think that we've run into some sports
1: organizations where winning that championship is their vision yeah, that's the ideal state. It's they, too in their, big. In their mind, they think, well, if we could just win a championship. Just once. Then what are we, like, that would just be, oh my gosh. And I think that that, that oh my gosh state that they're like so over head over heels on, I think really clouds their judgment on what they're really there for. And the idea is, well, if you're going to win it once, like David Duvall, are you just going to be done? Right. Do you? And- is it what just if you like never win? You cash in all the chips to win once. Would you rather win one championship and never ever do anything else? Like just lose every game from then on? Or would you rather be challenging for multiple championships a year? And when you take it back to the cultural component, how about the
0: people that work for whatever? They work in the HR department or the ticketing department. Mm-hmm. They, have no, they have nothing that dr- directly affects what's going on on the court or on the field. If that organization... Like the professional basketball team in our city, yeah, it's been around for 20 plus years, has never won a national championship. I personally know somebody who's worked at that organization the entire time that they've been here, and he absolutely looks at his career as a success because he's been and associates himself with being part of something bigger than just that particular season's win and loss record.
1: Yeah, and w- wins and losses can really catch up to people, right? And and when we say it in sports analogies all the time, but when you think about it in non-sports analogies, it's well, every year. I mean, you can look at a, a year, a financial year, as a win yep, or a loss, exactly. And if you lose um, enough times, it starts becoming terrible. But if you win greatly once, do you, then you just close up shop? Well, some people do. Yeah, right? you you some, cash in. Some so. people cash in. They're like, I'm yep. done with this. But it's really hard to have a long lasting organization if you're so focused on winning the championship every year. And it's hard to have a team of people that will
0: stick with and be part of that organization for a long time because they're all on board and working towards that mission. Yeah.
1: And what happens is when people, when we're so focused on winning that championship and we don't win a championship, then there's no trouble. Right Where, yeah. people aren't happy because they that's what they signed up for is to win a championship. What are we doing here? Why are we even doing this? Start becoming annoyed because all we're all of our efforts are all to just win this championship. if we can't do that, then why are we even working? So that's where we said, take the
0: that wins and losses component mm-hmm. for whatever that means in your organization, especially if it's for this year or this quarter. And move those down underneath the mission yeah. into milestones or measurables or you know. strategic pillars. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like, so if we're going to win, if we're going to do it all, if we're going to get this mission, what are the things we need to do to be able to get there? And that starts becoming more clear to say, well, maybe we didn't win it this last year. And, but there's things that we can still take away from it and move forward with it. Instead of always trying to hit the same level, we're going to keep moving forward every year. And eventually we'll get there. It's not that once we get there, that's not it. That's not the end of the road. It's not a movie. This isn't the final <laughs> act, right? The, the company has to go on. Um, once we achieve that mission, we need to think of what's next, but we have to be thinking about that now.
0: What happened to Rudy after he you know, scored that touchdown and, and led them to, to glory? It's a good question. Um, what happened 10 years later, 20 years later, hopefully he's, you know something fantastic.
1: <laughs> I would hope so. Uh, I think we're good for now. So any other points? Um, one thing that might be helpful for for you who's
0: listening to this is to, um, if you hop on our website, if you go to susner.com, under our free sources, we have a downloadable called stories made meaningful.
1: Yeah. This is the, our, how we start conversations around stories and a story is a lot different than your mission, but, it starts asking the questions. And
0: your mission is part of your brand's story. Yeah, absolutely. It inspires your brand story.
1: It's what you're doing, right? Yep. What are you doing to get to get somewhere? What are you doing to create value? So it's a free download. Absolutely. And it talks,
0: it basically introduces six questions, six thought starters that will help you and your team start to think about is my current mission really a mission? Mm-hmm. Or is it is it too finite? Yeah. Or I don't have one at all and I'm overwhelmed. This It's just a intended to be a helpful set of questions to get you thinking in the right direction. Yeah,
1: We, we did this in the, in the hopes to say, hey, we get a lot of these questions. Here's a way that you can start working on it without feeling like we're over your head asking you for stuff. Uh, they're 100% free. We yep. don't even ask for an email. Um, don't even need it. You have it. Um, it's better to keep the information out there rather than just keep it in our conference room. Yep. Hope it helps. All right. Until next time. See ya.